And we join on the line now by Narina Fisser, strategist and advisor at ETFSA. Good morning, Narina. Good morning, Sakina. I hope you're enjoying your front row seat in Cape Town. <laughs> ah, tell you, wouldn't be anywhere else uh, this morning. And of course, it uh, promises to be quite eventful throughout the day. And of course, it is Sona Day, so all eyes will be on Parliament and the precinct around it. But uh, what can we expect and how will it affect the economy and the markets? So, Sakina, I, I guess I can differentiate between what I what I expect we're likely to hear and what I what I was hoping to hear or what I would like to hear. But uh, certainly, I think what we what we can expect to hear inside Parliament on Parliament. The theme for this year's Sona is um, the year of Oliver Reginald Tambo, unity in action together, moving South Africa forward. And and as we're also celebrating 20 years of the Constitution and 20 years since the establishment of the National Council of Provinces, I expect that there will be a great deal of the speech focusing on the economy and in particular also on land reform. Um, it may touch on, on how the country's economic growth has stalled over the past year and, and, and may even touch on fears of the credit rating downgrade by global ratings agencies, but I suspect that um, we will be hearing a lot more populist rhetoric which will paint a very positive picture of the country and of the ANC as a whole, but um, I don't think there are all that many people that actually agree with the President Zuma on this um, point, and, and as I suspect that there will be a lot of noise inside Parliament trying to drown out that message. Um, he will probably be focusing on uh, the, the, the 12 urgent tasks for the year that the ANC has identified, and these things include um, items such as returning the land to the people, using constitutional means, investing money in townships and rural areas, um, a massive rollout of broadband infrastructure, and the implementation of free higher education for the poor. Um, so these are just some of the things that the ANC has prioritised. So I suspect that he will focus very much on that. But, but really what I would also like to hear um, is a certain clarity on, on the rumours around the cabinet reshuffle and the succession debate. So, so looking out for any mention of, of any of the following names. Pravin Gordon, Kuzazana Damini Zuma, Cyril Ramaphosa, Brian Malefes, William Keyes, etc. And it's a combination of any of those names and the context in which they are mentioned in the speech that I think will give us some interesting clues. Um, I would also like to see him address the specific concerns of the ratings agencies, the policy uncertainty, the, the tend to hear about tangible progress at our state-owned enterprises, talking about the security of, of ownership, not just land ownership, but, but ownership of rights that, that should be entrenched, and, and more than just lip service being paid to allegations of corruption and state capture. Um, and all of this will be, will be happening in Parliament, inside, whilst outside, I think it will be over shadowed by protests, the military presence, and, and there's certain concerns that the situation will be tinged. tinged. So my biggest wish for today is for cool heads and for calm tempers. Interesting, uh, the names that you mentioned. So if we uh, throw a name like Sizweng uh, Lasana in, does that make a difference at all? Well, again, it's, for me, it's about the context in which those names are mentioned. And, and he doesn't normally mention people by name in the phone address. So if he does, and then the context in which he does that, is for me going to be the clues that I will be looking for. Very interesting. And then, of course, um, you know, fast forward two weeks from now, uh, the all-important budget speech in Parliament. Um, what can we expect from that event, just looking at where we are right now? 
And I think the one thing that we know will be coming is tax increases. That is mm-hmm. a given. But the question, of course, is which tax and, and by how much. So, you know, of course we will be getting the normal increases in so-called sin taxes and, and, and the new sugar tax will probably come in, possibly also a form of a, of a wealth tax, but, but what and, and where and how. So, so really the three possibilities are corporate, personal, um, income tax, and then, and then that. And, and the corporate tax potentially has more negatives than positives, so um, probably will not see a tinkering much to that. Personal income tax is also a finite resource, so yes, there will be some marginal increases, but, but not necessarily enough to, to, to fill the void that, that needs to be filled. My personal preference is for that, as much as it is very unpopular. Um, I do think that if you introduce an, a higher VAT rate, but with a lot more zero-rated items on, on, on basic essentials, for me, the reason why I'm in favor of that is that it is one of the easiest to, to gather, and it requires very little by means of system changes. You know, one's got to mm. look at what, uh, how much benefit do you actually add by increasing a certain tax rate if it's very expensive and difficult to administer? Um, but I certainly also on the on the expenditure side would love to see a lot less government rather than more, and an incentive to build on this improved working relationship that we've seen between business, government, and labour during 2016. And um, I would love to also see more of a focus on import replacement industries, especially labour-intensive ones, rather than a focus on the export sector. And, you know, I think we can learn from countries like Rwanda, for example, on how to be, for government, how to be a facilitator of small and medium enterprise businesses. So providing physical and technology infrastructure and almost like working capital starter packs for deserving entrepreneurs to, to get them going. But for me, the first prize in the budget will be a focus on effective spending on education, vocational training facilities, and a return of the teacher, police, and nursing training colleges. You know, we need many more options for tertiary education and a a lot less obsession with just a university degree. We spend a disproportionate amount of our budget on education, but with very little to show for it. And and really what we need is to train and teach people that are fit for purpose for our economy. Well, Narina, and and you listen to all of these things, and I, I couldn't agree with you more on you know increasing that basket of zero-rated items given yeah. the minimum wage, and one wonders you know what what that can achieve. So I am mm-hmm. absolutely with you on that one. But then, of course, it feels like so much of what is happening is outside of the control of the ordinary citizen. So yeah. what can people do? What is within our control? I think there always remains the opportunity for every individual to make a difference in his immediate environment, in his community, in the place of work. And I think an attitude of what can I do for the country and for the people around me rather than sitting back and waiting to see what government can do for me is is really at the cornerstone of all of this. But even at a personal financial level, this is really the time where we should be focusing and there is a lot of focus on what tax allowances are available to ordinary citizens. And I think the two that stand out is, is to remember that before the end of February that there is the annual tax allowance on tax-free investments, 50,000 rand per individual. That goes for, for children as well. So really an opportunity to invest and save for yourself and for your children's future on a basis where there's no tax payable, not dividend withholding tax, no interest tax, no tax on capital gains. It really <clears throat> sorry, is a wonderful dispute 
dispensation that government has given us. And at the same time, also, there is the opportunity to, to make the maximum contribution to a retirement savings, to pension fund savings. And one can, if you're a taxpayer, um, contribute as much as 27.5% of your taxable income to a retirement annuity fund and pension savings and not have to pay tax on that. So if we focus on the things that are within our control, I think we will also feel more empowered in terms of that and really assist not only to change our own lives but those around us as well. Well, Narina, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much. Uh, speak to you again tomorrow morning. And that was uh, Narina Fisser, strategist and advisor at ETFSA.